Okay, you guys, I'm losing my freaking marbles to this episode. Seriously, Angie Lee has been on my Dream 100 for a while now. And I was thinking about asking her to come on the podcast, and I was like humming and hawing, and then I finally got the courage up to send her a message and ask her if she would come on. And when she said yes, I was so seriously excited. (laughs) So in this episode, we talk all about um, owning your weird. And if you're not following her on Instagram, literally head over to her page right now because her page is so funny, but it actually makes you realize like how you can truly be a very successful entrepreneur and own your weird and be super just in your skin and authentic to who you are. Right. So, um, if you're not following her already, make sure you head over to her Instagram, which is at agilee.com on Instagram. And honestly, she's just like hilarious. And that's why I wanted to get her on here because she has had so much success within her businesses and she's just owning her weird. She's just being exactly who she is. And so that's what we talk a lot about in this episode, her journey with ADHD as well, which is super amazing because she was only diagnosed recently. Um, And so yeah, it's just a really powerful episode. Very ADHD episode. I mean, hey, we had a lot to talk about. There was a, there was a few bases to cover, <laughs> but it was tons of fun. And there's some amazing, amazing gold nuggets in here that really helped me uh, step into my authentic power. So I know that this is something that's really going to help you um, be a really powerful CEO and somebody who is really grounded within themselves. So For those of you who don't know Angie Lee, she helps women make friends with fear and make money doing what they love. She is a cheerleader and a permission slip for hundreds of thousands of women to unapologetically chase after their big dreams. She is a highly sought after marketing mentor, motivational speaker, professional podcaster, serial entrepreneur, and author of Ready is Alive. In 2016, she started her podcast in her closet with a $40 mic and has grown it to a top 20 marketing podcast with over 13 million downloads. In 2017, she founded Soul CBD with her brother, Mike, and they've grown up to a multi-million dollar wellness brand. In 2018, she created Pays to be Brave, which has grown to be one of the top female business and personal development events in the country. She's done all that, and she's always still in bed at 9 p.m. Hashtag baby grandma, (laughs) and she has never used a spreadsheet. (laughs) So without further ado, I am so excited for you to listen to this episode with Angie Lee. Welcome to the ADHD Refresh podcast. My name is Anne-Marie Espina, and I am an expert in ADHD transformation for entrepreneurs. I have a lifetime of experience navigating ADHD all the way from junior high to high school to post-secondary institutions, successfully navigating my own career, and also successfully running my own business. I am absolutely obsessed with helping you release old stories and narratives of ADHD that are holding you back so that you can start achieving your 10-year goals right now. You can be, do, or have whatever you want in this life. You just need the right skills to get you there. So within this podcast, you will find the skills that have drastically transformed the lives and businesses of countless clients that I have worked with. My goal of this podcast is to share with you skills, strategies, and tools to show you how you can move from being a made-for-more entrepreneur into a powerful CEO that can create the thriving business you've always imagined. So if you are someone who is looking to level up your business, and if you are somebody who wants it all in life, this podcast is for you. You will learn a powerful strengths-based approach 
so you can ditch the overwhelm, gain clarity and peace of mind so that you can create the business and life of your dreams. I am so excited to have you here. Let's help you transform into a powerful CEO. As you all know, I am totally obsessed with the Align Planner, and I'm so excited to announce that this episode is sponsored by the Align Planner. And one of the reasons that I love the planner so much is because when I use it at the beginning of the day, it helps me feel really empowered, really confident, and really aligned. So I truly believe that all ADHD entrepreneurs can feel like this when they start their day. And one of the reasons that it really helps is because it allows me to take all of the ideas that I have rolling around inside of my brain and it helps me prioritize them in terms of what is the most important thing that I need to get done in my day. And it really helps me stay on track. It's one of the tools that I use to still be a really easily distracted entrepreneur and still get results in my business. So. Before I started using this planner, seriously, I was a totally hot mess, <laughs> okay? And now that I use it, it, I know that when I use it in the morning, it helps me stay on track for my yearly goals, my monthly goals, my weekly goals, so I don't have to stress about, am I moving the needle forward in my business? And I love this planner so much that all of my clients use it. They all rave about it. And so if you're someone who really wants to feel calm, you wanna feel empowered, and you wanna feel aligned in your business when you start your day, and you wanna feel like a powerful CEO, you have to get your hands on a copy of this. And you know, don't take my word for how powerful it is, discover it for yourself. And in the show notes, I have the link for the Align Planner. So seriously, go and check it out. It's so beautiful. It's so amazing. So gorgeous. And when you go to the checkout, make sure that you use my discount code Anne-Marie15 because you're going to get an extra cheeky discount. Okay, we are back for another freaking episode, you guys. And I am so dang excited about our guest today, Angie Lee. So thank you so much for coming on. Angie, I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, I'm so excited. Woo! I love, I love <laughs> chatting with other squirrels. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we were just talking before. And one of the reasons that I brought you on the podcast was because um, as an entrepreneur for, with ADHD for so long, I was kind of like just getting stuck in my own head about putting myself out there. And I actually felt like, you know, you mentioned on one of your posts the other day about the duality that you have. And it was something that I almost like shunned about me. I didn't want people to know that I had this like super weird duality about myself because I thought that a business owner is supposed to be like super straight and like square and really put together. And, you know, and so when I see your page, literally like just freaking lights me up. So if you guys aren't following her, you got to go take a look at her page. Um, I'm going to have it in the show notes, but it just inspires me all the time. Like, okay, just get out of your head and just like, do just be who you are. Right. Exactly. Like you had just mentioned, be free. So, um, yeah. Give us a little background on your journey with ADHD. Yeah. Oh man. It's funny because I've always known I've had it, but I didn't ever give it a terminology until this last year. Or I did, I did, I always made a joke about it. And I was always like, well, I'm just super ADD. But then I never uh, had the confirmation until I went to the Amen Clinic. I actually went to the Dr. Amen Clinic in Orange County about a year and a half ago. And they scanned my brain. And it was funny because 
I get on the zoom for the consultation and, uh, the doctor he gets on, he's like going through all my other stuff and about my brain. And I'm like, dude, I'm on here for one thing. I need to know, <laughs> do I have ADD? And he was like, Oh yeah. What are you, what are you talking about? You have the most classic hardcore ADD. Like your creative center of your brain is like on fire. And then the other center, when it's supposed to pay attention to something, it doesn't have any dopamine and isn't interested in it's completely shut down. I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah. Any questions? <laughs> my whole entire existence for 31 years makes sense. Now, you know, it's like a, it's a moment where you feel like you can take a deep breath because you realize there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. It's just, your brain just works a little bit different. And I actually argue that more people have it than we think. So I don't really know if it's even, yeah, it's still different, but it's, it's not as much of a minority that we think it is anymore. Um, and yeah, I mean, I always knew when I was younger, I think they told my mom actually in middle school but my mom did something interesting where she didn't tell me because she doesn't really believe in labels. And I, I do think there is a line of giving yourself a label around a diagnosis diagnosis can actually make something exacerbate and make it worse because you're telling yourselves like, Hey, we have ADD. Hey, we're sick or whatever it is you're telling yourself. So I'm glad she did that because I didn't know. I just thought I was a hyper kid and I had more energy than other people. Uh, I talked faster. I thought like, I just thought, I don't know. I thought I was just hyper. And so I never really knew what was going on. She never told me the teachers told her, but she was like, I'm not going to tell her. You don't tell her. I don't want to, I don't want Angie to think there's something wrong with her. And so I'm really grateful. She actually did that because it wasn't until now later in life that my brain's fully developed. I'm a mature woman, I guess <laughs> that I um, feel like I can take on that word and, and know that it's part of me, but it doesn't define me. So yeah, I mean, I always was the hyper crazy kid. I always had the weird ideas. I always was thinking outside the box. And it's funny because my brother's the polar opposite. So he's like very organized and, you know, um, <laughs> very methodical with his things. And I was like, mom, I have a new idea again. You know, every day there was like a new idea, a new business, a new thing I wanted to be a new color. I wanted to paint my room. And that was one of the biggest signs when I was younger is I would have my mom take me to like a home Depot and I didn't have money. I was like eight years old. So I would have to like mow the lawn or do chores to get some money. And she would say, okay, if you do some chores and make some money, we can go to home Depot and I'll buy you some cans of paint. So she'd buy me cans of paint and I would literally change the color of my room every few weeks. I couldn't, I mean, you can't have a pink room for more than a few weeks. you got to then color it lime green. And then you got to have dolphins. I had dolphin theme one time, like the cheesiest, most hideous things I did. And she said that that was one of the moments where she was like, your, your intense need for novelty and dopamine was always so strong. And so that now I've realized after doing some research, that's like a very classic symptom of, of ADD. So long story short, I've always known I've had it. I've had strong signs. I just didn't know till about last year, which type I had, I guess there's seven different types. So I don't know. And I'm still learning more about it. You know, it's a very interesting thing. And, um, but yeah, my childhood was very interesting and I am very grateful that my mom was patient. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, you know? Yeah. I listened to the episode where you interviewed your mom and I thought it was like super, uh, powerful because I was like laughing out loud. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. That was, that was my mom. That was me. That was me. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. I'm just so grateful that I had such a great mom because I can imagine children with parents who, um, maybe weren't giving the most support. Uh, it, it could have been really, really bad and very difficult, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, um, I like a lot how, you know, there's so many like places my brain is already like yeah. going of like the things I want to talk to you about. It's like, 
stay on track here. Okay. So like, I like how you mentioned as well, um, or your mom mentioned, I guess, like not giving it a label, right. Because you, you start to take that on. And that's like one of the big things that I work with a lot of my clients on. And like, um, that I talk about my podcast is like, you know, the social stories about ADHD are like, when you identify with them so deeply, that's how you start to show up and you prevent yourself from, like moving or finding solutions to maybe what one of your challenges are. Right. So, um, I know for me, I was diagnosed at a really young age, like, you know, 10 or 12 years old. And literally I was put into like the quote unquote, me and my friends call it the stupid math classes, the stupid English classes, because they would separate us for like the extra support so that we could go slower and like, blah, blah, blah. But we hated it. Right. It's like at that age, you're like, I'm just being basically like segregated from all my friends. Like it was terrible. (laughs) What did you think? Did you think you were stupid quote unquote, or what did you think? Yeah. I remember looking down the day that I was diagnosed and looking at the paper because they were like, Oh yeah. Anne-Marie is like such a troublemaker. Uh, she's got a bad attitude. So we couldn't get the readings properly. It's like, yeah, I have a bad attitude. You've just like pulled me away from my friends for the day to tell me what's wrong with me. Like, yeah. You're basically telling me I'm less than, so of course I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. so bad. So like that whole process, like I just see the system is like so broken, you know, and I know you mentioned it as well, right? Um, like the school system's broken. It's not, nothing's wrong with us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the traditional educational system is, oh God, it's so bad for so many reasons, but it's just, it's not conducive to creativity, to the neurodiverse brain. It's not uh, supportive of entrepreneurship or thinking outside the box or coloring outside the lines. I mean, think about it. You literally go to the same class every day. You respond to whistles, you stand in line. Like it's very monotonous and it's very difficult for a child who's craving novelty and dopamine to sit for eight hours. I mean, even now I have to walk probably every hour and a half. Like I just go on a loop outside, come back in, get some work done. I mean, if you have ADHD, not just ADD, it's, it's, you have so much pent up energy, which I think is awesome. I think it's a great thing, but if it's not utilized towards sports or movement or something healthy, you just want to punch a wall. So it's funny when people are like, oh, my son is ADD and he's so hyper at school and misbehaving. I'm like, yeah, he's an eight-year-old boy who you're telling to go sit for eight hours of course he's misbehaving. Like he's pissed. Like this is not the the best environment for him to learn. So I just, I'm so upset with the school system, but thank God now there's like all these different alternatives and people are waking up now to how bad it is. And like, okay, what can we do different? So I think if, and I probably will have ADD kids. So I'll probably, I don't know what I'll do homeschool them or something because I'll figure it out. But it's like, I just, I don't know. I, I, it makes so much sense to me why I failed most of my classes. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and you know, one of the biggest parts of ADD is dopamine. So we love dopamine and that can be a healthy thing or an unhealthy thing, but dopamine is the feeling of excitement and novelty and, and passion. So when we love something, we are like, we are the best at it. We are like, I went all the way in. I'm obsessed about it. I researched it. Like I'm going to become number one at this thing. But if we don't like something, we literally could give two shits and we don't do it. So school, unless you were obsessed with like history, like you weren't, I'm not taking that test. I'm not reading the book. So like my mom's like, why aren't you listening in history class? Cause I'm like, oh, it's boring. <laughs> yeah, literally. So like, there's only one class I did good at. It was always like nutrition or fitness or like things that are the gym class or like things that I thought were intriguing. But that has been the biggest, the biggest and the hardest part for me is like, if I'm not interested in something, it's very difficult to get me to follow through. But if I love it, it's like, oh my God, Angie is unstoppable. So it's like, it sucks. Cause it's like, 
weak weakness and a strength, you know? Do you yeah. do you feel yeah. that with your dopamine? Yeah, no, totally. I think like um kind of just what you were saying, right? It's like there's things that I love doing. And then there's other things that I just like, can't wait to offboard. And it's like, I'm ready to like offboard them as soon as possible. And then it's like, okay, just figure out how to actually do it yourself first and then offboard it. But it's like, I was very much like that in school, almost expelled like several times. I was so many teachers would be in tears because of me, because I was just like a troublemaker, right? Because I was like bored. I didn't want to sit there. Like I, I remember taking a map in um like gym class and the teacher was like sit down and I was like I am just tired of sitting down and I started swinging this mat everywhere I was pissed <laughs> they were like oh I'm like let this girl go do something <laughs> yeah they're like she's about so to beat someone up here <laughs> yeah. yeah so no I think um like uh yeah I think I think it's super important sorry my brain is going somewhere else um I, that's the one thing I love about working with ADHD entrepreneurs. It's like, you know, your brain's going like a hundred million miles an hour. And it's like, Oh, what was I talking about? <laughs> yeah. But then you can connect the dots and come back. And so it's interesting because <laughs> when I talk to people who don't have it, it's like their thought process is so linear and it's like, mm -hmm. what, how are you? We still on the same thing, but we didn't jump around to number two and then come back to three. Like it's very interesting with yeah. Clay because he's so not ADD and like, I'm just like, okay, where's this? And we're going to do this today. Okay. We got, and I'll just have like eight different thought patterns up here and like go back and get them. And he's very like, he's just very linear left brain. What's in front of me type of person. So it's, yeah, it's funny how so it can be funny. frustrating because you're like, how are you not thinking of the eight things at once? You know, literally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess everybody's probably like super interested to know, right. You've had so much success in your business. Um, and businesses uh like as an entrepreneur with ADHD right and only just recently being diagnosed so um like what are some things for you that have helped you be like so successful with ADHD yeah you know this is gonna sound a little cheesy but um it's it's so real and and you'll see these quotes on Instagram right I call them like the Pinterest girl boss quotes that will be like live your best life and like do what you love you know and you're like oh my god but like it's so funny how they'll say that to people. And I think for the neurotypical, it's important. Of course, I think everybody should find a career they love ideally, but for the neurodiverse, I think it is mandatory because here's the deal. Like I said, a few minutes ago, if you're not obsessed with something, it's going to be very difficult for you to even show up to work. So I, I really wish that my parents would have emphasized this more. And I'm even coaching myself around this and like parenting myself again where it's like, Angie, if you're not obsessed with the next goal, you can't just don't do it. You have to only do what you're obsessed with and then you'll make it successful. And it always works out when you follow just like what you're so into right now at the moment for that year or that season. But if not, it just doesn't work out. So <clears throat> I think it's so important if you're listening and you have ADHD, like listing out things that get your, get your brain going and like that set your heart on fire a little bit. Like what are your interests and which of those can you actually monetize and make a business? Because if not, it's just a fleeting thing. And you have to find things that you genuinely find interesting. And you find that there's a, uh, the fire for it doesn't fizzle out after a day because sometimes people have ADD. It's like, Oh, I'm going to start a, a horseback riding business. And then I'll be in a marine biologist tomorrow. And like it constantly <laughs> changes, which is cool. But a lot of times there's some sort of through line there because you want something that you can actually follow through with, you know, a business needs consistency. It needs follow through. You can't just 
have it, you know, only last two days. So I think one of the things is really getting clear on what is my zone of genius? What am I obsessed with? And then hiring out people who are integrators and people who are follow through people. So with soul, uh, I own a wellness brand with my brother. I'm very big picture creative. I name the products that come up with the colors, the branding, everything creative is me, um, helping out with some of the content and the marketing here and there, but I am not the CEO. I'm not the integrator. I'm not the day-to-day like that is people. It's cute. When people think I am, I'm like, Oh, that's cute. You think I'm a CEO. I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. I just talk about the product the ideas. <laughs> yeah. But like, but like we have this team, we have a huge team now who every day, that's what they're doing and they're working on it and they're, they're following through and their mom, their brain works better for that type of stuff. So it's, you have to hire your compliments. And when we have ADD, a lot of times we want to hire someone just like us, but you got to be careful that sometimes can work and it sometimes cannot. And I mean that with love, but I've, I've worked with people who had ADD and I'm like, listen, girl, I love you. We could be friends, but I don't think I'm going to hire you because I need to get shit done. And you, 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 what are we going to do? We're just going to be squirrels together. So I had this girl, she was great. And she always be a good friend. And I was like, dude, we're too much alike. Like this isn't going to work. So I usually hire people who are very different. Like my VA now, she's so different than me. And I love that. And so I think that that's important as well. Hire your opposite who compliments you. Well, you don't want to hire a bunch of squirrels. Maybe one's fine, but like, you don't want a whole team of squirrels. You're going to get nothing done. Hone in that you're very creative. You're probably very witty, um, ADD people because we don't think linearly. We think outside the box. We happen to be more creative. This is why you'll usually see ADD people are content creators, speakers, creatives, authors, artists, like they're very weird in a sense, right? We do things that are not the normal, typical jobs per se. Um, and then again, like I said, the first one, you just gotta, you gotta love it. Like you have to, because if you fake it, cool, you're going to be able to, you're going to stick with it for what a day or two. And then what, like, it's just not going to be sustainable for you. And you have to find a way to utilize that dopamine in a good way. Um, cause there's good dopamine or obviously there's good ways to hit your dopamine and then there's obviously not good ways. And so I, I don't know, for me, that's what I've really realized is that's what it takes. And I'm even now still always working on it. Like, how can I take shit off my plate? Focus on the one thing that's in front of me. Um, I try a bunch of different like batching tasks. So when the dopamine's the highest, I get it all done. And then when the dopamine starts wearing off, I'm like, okay, I'm not in my zone anymore. I call it the flow state. So for me, uh, to get really tactical with that, uh, I'll wake up, I'll work out, uh, obviously exercise boosts dopamine naturally. Yeah. So I love cardio. Actually. I love hit training. It gets me going, <clears throat> gives me ideas. So I'll go to the gym or, or do that at, at home. And then I can feel my peak hours are there's only like two to three hours where I'm super creative. I'm super on fire. So it's a short window. So I, you got to find <laughs> that window. You got to exercise before I take all my nootropics. I, I go in that window and that's what I'm creating or doing that stuff. And then as it slowly starts wearing off, <laughs> I'm like doing other more behind the scenes stuff, but like, I'm just playing to what, to what works, you know? And I'm just riding yeah. the dopamine because honestly, it's like, if you, you know, that feeling when you're in the zone and you love something, and you're in it, you're like unstoppable and you can't be distracted. Mm-hmm. But then when you're not in the, in that flow state, it's really difficult to get tasks done. So I think one of our jobs as creatives and entrepreneurs is to really start learning your body. When do you feel most focused? What gets you focused for me? Exercise hundred percent. If I don't exercise it, like my focus is so different. It's so different. 100%. So you've got to yeah. like, you've got to learn your body. I'm just very intuitive with my body. I'm very intuitive to what gives me energy. What doesn't setting boundaries. Like I'm very, every area of my life now is conducive to energy and focus in a sense. So 
I think you just got to start being really self-aware. And I think a lot of people with ADD aren't yet. And they're just like, ah, whatever, I'll just take meds and then hope everyone else can figure it out and, and, and work to my lifestyle. And it's like, hold mm. up. If you want to totally fine, but it's like, let's first like, see if there's, I'm always a huge fan of let's first see if there's natural ways you could just look at your lifestyle and see what's working. What's I don't know, like see what's working and what's not versus you just like hand off the responsibility to someone else or something to fix you. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love (laughs) how you talk about, um, like on your Instagram a lot that, um, exercise and movement is like your prescription for ADHD because like for me, I was on meds for a really long time. Like when I was younger, I was on them until I probably like even three years ago. Right. I was like reliant on them. Like I felt like I couldn't come off of them. And then I finally came off of them and I was like, so it was like a, a whirlwind coming off of them. And then wow, now that I'm off of them, detoxing, right? probably. Yeah, honestly. And like, it made me so like I remember one of my friends coming up to me and she hadn't seen me in years and she was like dude I don't even know who you are anymore I don't want to hang out with you and I was like whoa okay that's a that's a wake-up call (laughs) like I I knew inside that I didn't want to be on them anymore and like intuitively I knew it wasn't for me long term and um so like now that I'm off of it and like yeah it's probably still coming out of my system because I was on them for like you know almost 18 years or whatever um but yeah like it's like now exercise is like my eat, sleep, breathe. Like I don't understand how people can function, not eating healthy, not exercising like crazy. Like when people come to me and I'm like, okay, what's your personal routine? Like, okay, well I don't exercise and I don't eat healthy. Okay. Well that's like the basics. (laughs) So let's start there because you can't like, I I just, I can't, I don't know how people do it. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm always intrigued by it. Cause yesterday was a snow day. And so I actually didn't do anything physical. And at the end of the night, I was really angry. And I told Clay, I'm like, I want to punch something. And he's like, just go in the garage and work out or go jump on the trampoline or do something. Then I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> it was so weird how even 24 hours with like not a lot of movement for me was, it started to affect my system. And I'm like, wow. I mean, this is crazy. Like it's crazy how much it affects you because it's, it's like, I mean, it is a drug, right? But yeah, I think a lot of kids are just prescribed so early and then your brain becomes dependent mm-hmm. on it. And I just think that now with nootropics and us having more information on it, I think there's different ways to do it, which there's no negative side effects then or a down from it. But yeah, I have so many good friends who were on it and like are detoxing from Adderall right now. And like, literally it's like scary what they're going through. Like the detox, the withdrawals, the headaches, like they mm-hmm. can't function. Their friends don't know who they are. They're like, dude, this is brutal. They're like, I can't believe yeah. that people don't talk about this side enough. They only talk about the side where it's like, yeah, just take meds and you'll be fine. It's like, I believe in informed consent. It's like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about both sides. Could you be fine? Sure. Maybe, but could you also like end up being dependent and having bad side effects? Yeah. But like, nobody wants to share that side, you know? Yeah. 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 I felt like a crackhead, honestly. Like, like I just wow. like had to have it because I was in university too. And it's, I was in Australia studying and I didn't have my meds for like two weeks because I had to go see a new doctor and a psychiatrist and to get all the shit, whatever. And like, it was like, I had the worst anxiety because I was like, I can't function. I can't function. It made me feel like I was like broken without it or I couldn't like breathe. Basically. It was crazy. I've only done Adderall like twice. Yeah. Twice in college. (laughs) Twice in my life. (laughs) <laughs> we used to do it all the time. My friends would come up to me and be like, yo, give me some of that Adderall. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Like people use it now to party and I'm just like, I, I know it would work. Right. But it's like, that's like saying, do I think crack would work? Yeah. I think crack would make me feel real good right now. Does it mean I'm going to go start crack? <laughs> no, I'm going to, 
it's like people are like I think it would work for you though I'm like but yeah but like I still don't know enough about the long-term side effects and I don't know like I don't <laughs> I know I think so if now your body's I'm like, like not about my nootropics and I like play around if you yeah. saw my cabinet right now you die because it's like just all the nootropics with like ginkgos and beekeepers naturals and our alert caps and I like mix stuff and I'm like always trying to be like a little scientist to figure out what can I naturally do to to increase that dopamine <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Oh my gosh, that's super funny. Um, okay, so yeah, one of the things that you know we were talking about earlier that's like something that like really like lights you up and and gets you really excited, right? Is like owning your weird is what you mentioned. And that's one of the reasons why I was so drawn to because I'm like, man, this chick is so fucking cool. She's just literally talking about like poops, peas and talking about her period on her page. Like it's <laughs> like it it's nothing. You know, it's like I have these conversations with my friends, but I like hi yeah. <laughs> pretend that I don't. I know. Um, so like I guess, like, have you always been like this? Have you always just been like owning your weird, just being like authentic to who you are? And I guess like, how does that kind of help your business? I just wanted to drop in here super quick because I'm so excited to share with you that this episode is sponsored by the ADHD Business University. As you know, ABU is globally the first university designed specifically for the ADHD entrepreneur. ABU helps you go from being a made-for-more entrepreneur into a powerful freaking CEO with a proven formula of ADHD transformation, habits and systems for the easily distracted entrepreneur, step-by-step sales and marketing, and building out your squirrel collaborations. We do all of this while having tons of freaking fun, creating huge impact so that you can earn six figures in the next 12 months. Click the link in the show notes to apply if you are someone who is serious about creating the business and life of your dreams. Gosh, it's, yeah, it's everything. I actually think that, uh, that if, if I am to write a book, uh, that will be it. It'll be called Own Your Weird, actually. So I'm like, I, I feel like it's such an interesting concept because I do feel like I always was, but what happened is, so I always was when I was a kid, I was always kind of a little different, a little weird, a little bit more hyper, a little more quirky, like just a little bit different. And I always owned that. But then what happened is I started sharing my life publicly in a sense online from 19 to 23 ish. And I thought, you know, I think I still got caught up in the comparison trap where it's like, oh my gosh, I got to look and sound like all the other girls in this space and health and wellness or marketing. So I better look like them and sound like them. And everybody at the time was very polished which if that's them, that's fine. I'm all about authenticity. But for me, that's not like, I never, I'd rather stick a pencil in my eyeball than be like, hi guys. And then the five ways to build your email list. And I'm like wearing a suit and stuff. I'm like, and I would like see these things. So I would kind of try to be like that. Like I would even go speak at events and I would wear like these outfits that I would never wear. And then one day I was like, what am I doing? This is so exhausting. And what is this bullshit lie that I think in order to be successful or for people to respect me, and know that I'm smart, I have to be serious. Like, what is this? And then I started meeting successful people who were just crazy and weird. And I'm like, wait, you're crazy, weird, and childlike, and you like crush it. Like, this is, oh, you can be both. They're not mutually exclusive. If anything, they actually help you because then you're not overthinking shit and you're more creative. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm just gonna see what happens. Like, I just was at a point where I'm like, I'll see what happens. And so I sent out an email. I was like 25 years old, I had this health blog. And I sent out an email about something like pooping my pants, probably. I, it was something super vulnerable and weird. <laughs> and people loved it. They immediately were like, oh my God, me too. Like, 
wow, this is so interesting to like see somebody in the online space who's like talking about the taboo weird things and, and as, as being weird about it. And so I think once I started doing that, I realized that the right people and the people that I was trying to attract for me in my community, they, they have a really weird sense of humor. Like I, I, I almost don't want people to follow me who are like, Oh my God, I can't believe you said the word poop again. It's like, <clears throat> I can't like, if you don't have a sense, I always say that now, like if you don't have a sense of humor, please don't watch my page. Cause I don't want anyone who's like super stuck up. Like you got to come in with like low expectations. Just like, okay, we're just farting around. Like I put noodles on my head once and making about an influencer reel. And some girls like, this is not female empowerment. I'm like, it's a joke. <laughs> so that's what oh really bad. If people don't know it's a joke and it's sarcasm, but I'm like, the right people will get it. So lately it's been cool to like own it even more because then you flush out people who don't get it. You drag more people who do. It's all good. But yeah, I've always been like that. I just suppressed it for a bit. And then I realized mm-hmm. that being inauthentic is exhausting. I think it's one of the most, one of the most exhausting things you can do in the world is to not be yourself and fake it. So I said, yeah. screw it, whatever. If they don't like me, I don't care. I'll just quit. I'll go get another job. And I was like, oh, wow. People are actually responding more. The engagement is going up. Like, this is crazy. Oh my God. It's, I get to be me. It feels like it's less, it's not as difficult and it's, it's doing better. So I've kind of built everything from that. And now I feel like I'm in another wave of it again, where I'm like, man, I just need to even be more like un- unfiltered on un- whatever. Cause I still find I'll do it a little bit. Like, well, should I say that? Or should I not? Or will someone get offended? Or it's like, I just want to get to the point where like a hundred percent, I'm just like, this is me. <laughs> if you like it, you like it. If you don't, it's cool. I'll see you later. Maybe never, you know, I it's, but it's hard. It's so hard because we care what people think of us, you know? So I yeah. think that it's, it's like my <clears throat> strength, but also my biggest challenge. Cause I, I feel like there's still five to 10% of me. That's a little bit afraid, but now I'm like, dude, I'll be 32 in a few weeks. You could say anything on the internet and someone will get pissed. So it's like, what do I have left to lose? You might as well just be like, this is me. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And I think that that is a superpower, especially in marketing podcasting, the personal development space, the health and wellness space. Everybody's trying to look the same, the same booty selfie, the same video, (laughs) the same quotes, like everyone's kind of copying each other. But if you are different and you don't do that, it's like you immediately stand out. So it's almost like I like unfollowed all that. And then I was like, what is my truth? What would I share? And then that's when, that's when things convert and everything works better. So yeah, yeah I think, I think the, <clears throat> the weirdness inspires more creativity. I'm trying to always infuse it more into soul. I'm always telling our team, like, guys, this is the secret sauce. Like, let's be funny with our marketing or let's do something that's different that when people scroll, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. Like, I kind of want that shock factor. I think it's valuable yeah. marketing. I think, I think it's what makes people get people out. to stop the scroll, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, the personal development space, like I feel like again, and, and if this is authentic for these people, that's awesome. But I feel like it's a lot of the same regurgitated shit and it's the same boring, like serious quote. And it, I just got to the point where I'm like, I don't think I can do this anymore. That's not me. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's crazy, but it's hard. This isn't easy. This is not an overnight thing. It's trusting yourself, knowing that being weird is your superpower. And it's constantly going back to you choose you and you choose your truth and you choose your authenticity more than you choose what one person thinks about you. Or if one person doesn't think it's funny or thinks you're weird or whatever, it's like you get to just, there's no other, there's no other way to live because you're all, you, the alternative is you fake it. And then what, yeah. what are you going to do? How long are you going to be able to fake who you are? You know? Yeah. Or then like, you know, you'll get to the end of your life and it's kind of like you look back and it's like, I've worked with clients before who are like, I have no idea who I am because I 
just pretended for all these other people to be who they wanted me to be. And now I'm, I'm here and I don't know who I am. And, you know, so it's kind of like, I think too, like in the, (laughs) as you were talking, you know, I was like, that is next level baby grandma, because you know, the grandma who's at the table and she's just like, give shit anymore. And she's just like throwing down who she is. And you're just like, okay. Oh my gosh. How have I not made this correlation? You just helped me so much with my branding. Wait, I'm going to add that as part of being (laughs) grandma. That's part of a baby grandma. She gives zero Fs. Like, you know, your grandma who's just like, you're like, grandma, you can't say that. But like, she just like says it. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So we throw down. <laughs> you're a genius. Oh my God. I can't even think about that part of it. Yeah. It's no, like, the grandma's like, like, she's too funny. Too funny. Yeah, it's like my grandma. <laughs> my grandma. So she like, <clears throat> she got Alzheimer's when she was older. Right. And, um, that's not the funny part. The funny part is like one time, you know, because your filter just goes and my brother, well, I was like not living there anymore. And my brother was like at dinner with them or something like that. And he was trying to put something, something was wrong with the table and he's trying to fix it like underneath. Right. And then he calls me later and he's like, you wouldn't believe what grandma said to me. I'm like, what? He's like, she just said to me something about how I was useless and how I couldn't put the table together. <laughs> yeah, she would have used to filter that out. <laughs> Not anymore. You're like, she said it. She said the truth. Maybe she said the truth right now. You know, it's like, yeah, you're right. That is like totally what it is. It's almost like the energy of like, what would you say when you're 80? And like looking back on your life, would you regret? Mm-hmm not just being more of who you are. And I think that that is what we need more of in the world right now. We need people who are unapologetic and who realize that it's okay to be fully you. You don't need or want everybody to like you, even though we think we do. And the internet makes us think you do. It's like, it's okay. It's okay if if people unfollow. It's okay. There doesn't need to be any hard feelings. It needs to be a totally normalized thing. We're so afraid of it. We're like, God forbid, what if one person out of my, let's say you have a thousand followers, what if one person doesn't like this? It's like, okay yeah <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah. like edit it so constantly you're always like playing a little like yeah. pu- like puppet game where you're like oh gotta make sure everybody likes this okay what do they like yeah. you're work- you're working for them then like you're you're yeah. auditing yourself for them and I've realized mm-hmm. that and I'm like wait I'm giving out the free content they don't really like my audience is yeah I create the content free for them but they're not the producer like I you know what I mean I'm the one giving this out mm-hmm. for free so it's like mm-hmm. It was interesting when I had that switch in my mind because I used to think like, oh, I work for you. Like, let me do whatever you want and I'll just be a puppet and and spit it out and say what you want. And now I'm kind of like, what would Angie say? And what would Angie create? And even with content, I'm in the season now. I'm like, what do I think is funny? I'm going to create what I think is funny. And then the girl who understands that who also thinks is funny (laughs) will be my person. But instead, we always think like, oh, let me create for my avatar. And it's like, I think that works to an extent, but I think we're also in a time of like expressing yourself in a way that Mm -hmm. you feel like is you. And by being you, you'll notice that there's actually millions of other people like you who do mm-hmm. like, that. you know, it's like, mm-hmm. the stuff. I was so nervous to even admit it. And then I opened up that can Same. of worms. Like everybody and her grandma now is like, I want more info about ED. I'm like, Oh, I guess I shouldn't be embarrassed about this. Like, yeah. What's there yeah. To be embarrassed well, about, that's, you know? that's, I think the thing though, is right. So many people, like there's even people too, who will come into my DMS and they're like, uh, yeah, I have ADHD and I haven't told anybody in my family. Yeah. And there's so much like shame and so much stigma. And I think like, even when I was like thinking about ADHD coaching, I was like, oh no, 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 no. I, can't, I definitely can't do that. Cause then I'm going to have to what tell the whole world I have ADHD. And then it was like, you know, 
yeah, <laughs> that's what they need. Like, I think there's, there's so many, like, you know, I always talk about the social stories and releasing yourself from them. So it's like, there's so much literal trash online about ADHD. And so people take it and they feel really bad. They have such low self-esteem because of what something online says, you know, it just talks about all the problems. And so I think it's, it's important for people who are in that space of like, Hey, I have it and it's not the end of the world. And, and, you know, so I think it's so important. The role that, you know, you've got is, is showing people what's possible when you are owning yourself and just like fully leaning into you and your freaking weirdness, right? It's like freeing. It's so liberating. It's like, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. It's like your, your vulnerability is your superpower. It's like the thing that you're most embarrassed to share about a lot of times is actually the thing that ends up being your business or your niche, right? It's like, how ironic yeah. is that? How crazy is that? Yeah. And then how crazy is it that there's no coincidence that right now, yes, the algorithm changes a lot, but there's one type of content that always converts and always does the best vulnerability. People want to see humans mm -hmm. being humans, admitting that they're not perfect. And so yeah. it's kind of like, what do we have to lose? We think we're going to lose everything, but we gain, we gain everything. everything. We're vulnerable, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh my God. It's so true. So what would you say for like, you know, the entrepreneur right now who is maybe either in their business um, and they're really struggling to like truly be their authentic, vulnerable, weird selves or the entrepreneur who's like, I can't put myself out there because, you know, they just haven't even started. Right. Like yeah. what is some advice that you can give somebody who's in that space? Yeah, absolutely. I think really looking at where this comparisonitis is coming from. A lot of times you'll notice it's from childhood where your parents or somebody told you you were too much or you need to be different. You need to fit in, in the box. You need to color the lines. And so I think that a lot of times it's actually from when we were like seven years old and now we still carry it with us <laughs> into adulthood. And we're like, oh shit, remember that kid on the playground told me I was too much. Yep. That's still in my body somewhere. Yep. All right. I'm too much. I shouldn't post this post or do this thing. So I think evaluating where it's from cleanse those childhood wounds. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta cleanse them. <laughs> Save yourself. Yeah. Whatever you gotta do. Um, I also think unfollowing <clears throat> people who unfollowing people yes. who make you feel like, uh, like just make you feel like shit. Let's just say it like it is. So I, I, I mm -hmm. really keep my virtual feed in a, in a sense, uh, uh, in the presence of creativity, positivity. Like I really keep it uh, to infuse me with creativity, not to either cause comparisonitis or to put me in a, a negative loop. So I think you have to be conscious of the, the information you're consuming, the people you're hanging out with. That's huge. And knowing that inauthenticity is the most exhausting thing in the world. So you can only fake it for so long, like we said. So you have nothing to lose by at least trying to be fully you. And here's mm -hmm. the deal. So let's say I always play out like the scenarios. So let's say you fake it. Okay. And then what? And you're going to attract this audience that's not really your people. Okay, then what? When you break one day and when you're like finally yourself, you just attracted the wrong audience. So it's almost like you don't win in the end. We think by faking it, we're going to win, but mm. eventually the, the truth always comes out. So I yeah. think give yourself some energy. Like I'm interviewed a lot on energy and it's, it's like, dude, the reason I have energy is because I, there's no separation. Like I am who I am online in person. There's not like a mask that I'm wearing. There's mm -hmm. not a, 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 like a facade or like, a, Oh, I'm going to pretend to be this person. It's like, it is what it is. And I think that that saves me energy and it allows me to be who I am. So I think if you're faking it right now, you're probably tired. You're probably tired. Yeah. 
It's like actors. Yes. I think acting is like such a cool job. Oh, the worst. I, I think it's the worst for <laughs> the psyche. I swear those people are probably, oh my God, the amount of therapy they go to because they're faking, they're pretending to be different people all the time. And it's like, that's exhausting. So I think that's, that's the secret to, you just gotta, the comparisonitis is the worst, but you've got to realize that you are the only one who's you, like no one else can be you. And that is the superpower. You could have the same business model and all that shit, but what separates you is you, your personality, what makes you different, you know, and it can be the smallest, tiniest thing. Um, Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, it's comes down to realizing that realizing that nobody's perfect and nobody has all the answers. And I think we assume that people ahead of us are perfect or have the answers, but when we realize that they don't, and they actually are all just trying their best and making it up as they go, we're all just making Mm -hmm. it up as we go. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody has any idea what they're doing. And if you do, (laughs) well, I don't know. (laughs) No one knows. They're just, we're just making it up. You know, we're just going along, trying our best, taking our shots, starting before we're ready. It's like, that is the secret. And I think that the next wave of, of, yeah, the next wave of like personal development is really going to be on this topic of like, how do you give less shit to people think? Because I think this is one of the hardest yeah. things that we deal with is like, what will they say? What will they think? Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, imagine if we lived our lives without asking that question, like how liberating would that be? <laughs> Yo, I know it's crazy. I was talking to one of my girlfriends the other day, she's in business as well. And it's like, you know, when we were at that place and it's like, okay, I'm going to come out online. I'm going to tell the world about my baby, which is the business, right? It's like freaking terrifying. Cause then you're thinking about like Jim Bob and Susie from like fifth grade who you don't even give a shit about anymore, but you're like, what are they going to say about me? What are they going to think about me? Oh my God. They're probably going to start talking between each other and telling each other like this. And it's like, first of all, they're so fucking busy. Nobody cares what you're doing. Like (laughs) do your thing. And then yeah, people don't care. And then, you know, like after a while, like me and her were both saying it was like, oh my God, the people that we were worried about, they're actually some of the people now who've reached out and been like, how, how is it going? Is it the best thing you've ever done? Like, that's amazing. You're inspiring. And it's like, the thing that you were scared about was like, not, it was nothing, you know what I mean? And so when you, yeah, it's just, it was so, it's so cool. And I'm sure that that probably happened to you as well in your uh, yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the thing that you're scared about is your superpower. And it's weird when it's like, how old are you? Are you late twenties? I'm, I'm your age girl. We're like oh, a wow. few weeks okay. apart. Probably. Like, my birthday's you... March 18th. <laughs> oh my God. Are you going to be 32 in March? Yeah. Oh my God. We're like a week apart. Okay. Wow. This is crazy. Wow. Well, well I'm March 6th. So are we two? Okay. Yeah. We're like two weeks apart. Um, yeah, I think it's like, you get to this point where you're like, wait, am I still worried about chicks from high school? I'm in my thirties now. Like, you know, it's like, what am I doing? I don't know what Karen's doing or Katie. They're probably school teachers and maybe they, maybe they hate their lives. I don't, well, I don't care if she thinks my reel is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's almost like a compliment too. You almost like, I'm trying to work on this where I, I, and maybe this will resonate with somebody listening, but because the people pleaser in me is scared to do this, but you kind of almost want it like in a weird way. Like you, you try to be like, you know what, I'm going to share this. I know it's not for everyone, but I know the 99% of people who get me and like me, they're going to love it. And then the 1% is going to be like, eh. and you almost want that because that polarity yeah. is what causes like this magnet, like my mm-hmm. community, who I would say are very tight knit. They like, they're all in. They're like, tell me to jump off a bridge. We're going on the bridge, you know? And I think that that is like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're not going on a bridge, but it's like, 
you don't you don't get that unless you like piss some people off you know yeah it's know, I've so been thinking true. about this lately it's so, so true yeah I don't know I've, I've been talking like, like I was no go, oh, ahead. go ahead no I was just saying well, like you can't make everyone say. happy you know I feel like the brands that are trying to now I just don't know if it works. <clears throat> I don't know maybe I'm wrong but yeah. I don't know doesn't it's just like kind of bland you know when I was uh I, like me and my friends as well, like who are in business. It's like, we celebrate haters. It's like, I have a comment that's like a hater. And I'm like, it's, oh, you better believe if you're going to hate on my stuff, we're going to be like spreading it everywhere. And I'm going to be like, look at the hater. I got a hater today. <laughs> I was telling my clients, I was like, I haven't had one in a while. So it's, you know, do. <laughs> yeah. You will notice like it starts to just go out. Like, I don't really get them anymore. I mean, once in a while, I'll get like, yeah, I just don't really get, I just don't energetically, I don't know if I'm just not available for it right now, but I, I rarely get yeah. that. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's so, it's so like, I think that there's this energy of almost like, yeah. oh, you could tell she doesn't give a shit. So like, even yeah, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not going to waste your time. Yeah, yeah. So if it's made stupid, yeah. like don't like your hair color or this wasn't funny. It's like, I don't know. It's usually like a bot. And like, I just, I don't know. I just, after you've done this for a while, you kind of just, you start not to care. You care, but you don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Literally. It's a weird job though. It's a very weird job and I, I probably need more therapy around it, but it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. You got to just know what you're, you got to know what you're signing yourself up for. If you have an online business, you're opening yourself up to the internet. That is billions of people. If you are expecting billions with a B, billions of people to love you, you're in for a rude awakening. I always say yeah. you have a thousand super fans. That is amazing. That is like rare. That is unheard of. You don't need a million followers. You don't even need 500,000, 200. You don't need that. Like you need your quality, your crew, your community. Mm -hmm. who get you. They want your offers. They like your stuff. That's it. I think we're just so obsessed with a stupid number that we're like, okay, yeah. I don't get a million people to love me. How do I get a million people to love me? It's like, it's very dangerous. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's one more question that I want to ask you. Yeah. So, um, I was listening to your podcast the other day and you were talking about how you, uh, were like dealing with some of your anxiety and stuff like that to, um, and you got rid of like your back pain. Right. So, uh, one of the questions that I have for you is since you kind of started diving into this arena, right. For me, when I, um, I was been working with my friend, uh, Jake Curry and mind body masters to do a lot of this work. And, um, so the question that I have for you is because I noticed when I, started doing more of this work of like healing from my past and releasing a lot of these emotions and letting things move through my body. Like my ADHD got like significantly, my symptoms got like significantly less. So I wanted to know if you noticed anything like that, like within yourself as you've been kind of doing this healing journey. Yeah. I think for me, uh, yeah, I started breath work. I started meditation. I'm not perfect with it yet. I, I think I'll be better even in a few years as I keep practicing these things. But uh, if you would have interviewed me a few years ago, I'd be very different. I'm, I'm definitely more grounded now, I would say, in my energy and in my body. Um, I've now learned to slow down more, to not be this people pleaser who's putting so much on my plate. So now I try to have this space to meditate more, do breath work, um, I started microdosing, like I'm very open-minded now to holistic things that are yeah. different. Or, I mean, that's even a taboo, sadly, because it is still illegal, but it's like, yeah. you know, I'm, I, I'm very open about it because I think that it's can be very healing and that in itself has helped me so much. So I do notice that when I slow down more, I'm almost able to speed up. But yeah, for me, it's a controlling of the energy. It's like a, 
almost like the, the deep breath that you did in the beginning, you can almost feel it. Mm -hmm. Like when it's up here versus like, like down in your body. And I think people with ADD, they need to like learn how to like bring themselves back into their body in a sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what he said to me. He's like, you need to practice coming into your body. He's like, cause you're always like looking for distractions. And he was like the number one thing that you have to do. And people with ADHD, he's, he was saying to me is like, you have to feel safe in your body. And wow. so that's, that's wild that you're saying that because that's what, that's the distractions. That's where the distractions come from. Right. You notice during the day when you're like super heady or up here versus yeah. like when you're yeah. like very present yes. in your body. Yes, wow. totally. Do you? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, yeah. Just over the years, it's just, as I get older, it's getting better. Thank God. But, um, mm -hmm. I think if you yeah. don't practice those skills or you don't take care of yourself or slow down or sleep well or eat well, or it can it can be a shit show. You can let it get the best of you. You got to like learn yeah. to reel it in and get in your body. Cause yeah. the problem with ADHD is one of the negatives is anxiety. Well, what is anxiety <clears throat> from the future? You're not present. So again, it always comes yeah. back to like, Oh, we got to get present. We got to get present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, well, I want to be mindful of your time. So I'm going to do my squirrel recap, you know, after we kind of wrap up here. Squirrel <laughs> recap. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what we do for everybody who got distracted. It's like, okay, come on back. Um, my sister-in-law, she doesn't even have ADHD. She's like, I love your squirrel recap at the end. It's so good. <laughs> Wait, should I, I should start doing that with my interviews maybe. Huh? Yeah. That's smart. It's like the last bullets because people with ADD are like, what happened? Literally, because everybody's distracted, and then it's like, boom, okay, boom, boom, boom. Okay, well, since we're here, let's do it now. <laughs> let's do it now, quick. Okay, so when we talked in the beginning, right, we were talking about your journey with ADHD, um, how you kind of helped yourself navigate through that by removing yourself from the labels and owning your weird. Yeah, what would you say are the bullet points about owning your weird and your authenticness in business? Oh my gosh. You got to give two shits what Karen from or, or Sherry from middle school still thinks about you. Inauthenticity is exhausting and you're able to be more creative and more passionate and more successful when you're actually not looking at what they're doing or what they think. And you have your, your, you know, your, I see it like, like a, like blinders almost on. Yeah. Um, and I think that you have to start seeing your vulnerabilities as a superpower. You just have to. Um, you have to leverage them and just shift them, right? It's like anxiety. They say you can turn anxiety into excitement. It's all just energy. So instead of being afraid to share those vulnerabilities, what if you did and it actually was the greatest thing you did? Yeah. Okay. That was damn. You nailed the squirrel recap, girl. The squirrel recap. <laughs> the squirrel cap. You should start calling it the squirrel cap. The squirrel cap. Yo, okay. Yo, we're we're throwing down some business here. Okay. Listen, listen, squirrel friends. This is the squirrel cap. Okay. Squirrel cap. <laughs> yeah. If I, I had an so ADD okay. or if I had an ADD podcast, sorry, if I had a whole podcast on ADD, I'd probably call like, yeah, like squirrel the squirrel friend, the squirrel friend squad or the squirrel friend, squirrel friend. Yeah, I would do something like that. The squirrel. I love it. I love it. I gotta lean way more into it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a branding session here. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like all of your like marketing and stuff should just be like squirrels everywhere. <laughs> I, I like honestly owning your weird and owning, you never know what's coming, Angie. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Okay. Well it's been, um, oh yeah. Just before we go one last thing as well, you know, um, because you have so many amazing things, where are a few places that we can work with you? Yeah. You guys can check me out on Instagram at Angie Lee show. 
podcast, Angie Lee Show. And um, you also can go to angielee.com and then mysoulcbd.com. You'll see all of our CBD, which can help anxiety a lot. Our alert caps help, help with focus. So I'd love for you guys to go check out our wellness product line because we're actually coming out with an ADD product soon. So yay. Yay. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's so exciting. Well, it's been like tons of fun connecting with you. And so thank you so much for your time and um, coming on here. So it's been amazing. Of course. This has been awesome. I love talking to other squirrels. It's like, we got so much done in an hour. Like we were just like (laughs) straight up. Let's cover everything we ever wanted to say. Okay. <laughs> you got it. So fun. I'm thinking okay. of like interviews when like neuro neurotypical people interview me and it's always like very slow and it's like two, <laughs> two questions and it's like, oh my God, this for me is actually easier. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause we follow. And then it's like the people who are listening, they're all ADHD. So they follow. So that's, the oh, best they part. love it. They're like move faster. <laughs> they're like, talk. Okay. We have it on three have X. It on two X. <laughs> Yeah, we're already 2x but then they're gonna add 2x so it's gonna be like 4x <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's been so amazing having you so thank you so much for coming on and thanks everybody for listening we'll see you next time Bye. thank you so much for tuning into today's episode have you begun to realize how powerful this work really is Each and every time that you tune in, you're learning to master this work. You're transforming your own life and your business. If you are someone who really loves to help other people, please share this episode on social media to help transform someone else's life. And if you really love this episode and you found value, please leave me a review. It will help us create a positive change and shift the way the world sees ADHD. I also really love to connect with my listeners. So you can find me on Instagram and Clubhouse at annemarie.espina. And if you have any questions, please email hello at annemarieespina.com and your questions may be featured in upcoming episodes. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day and I will see you next time.